Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefing. This flash briefing was made possible by a sponsorship from Avexis, a clinical stage gene therapy company. The following content was not developed by Avexis. The US FDA has placed a partial hold on a phase one and two clinical trial testing AVXS 101. Currently, it had been given by intrathecal injection to young children with SMA. Novartis has announced concerns being seen in an early animal study that used this same method. AVXS-101, when given by IV infusion, is known as Zolgensma. It's already been approved by the FDA to treat all SMA patients up to age 2. But Zolgensma's commercial use and its use in ongoing clinical trials with IV infusion delivery is not affected by this hold. Rather, the partial hold affects the enrollment of SMA type 2 and 3 patients for high-dose testing in the open-label, strong trial. The study had assigned 51 children from age 6 months to 5 years into three dosing groups, low, medium, and high. Dosing in the first two groups has already been completed. A trial called REACH that included older SMA adult patients is also on hold. They have paused any new dosing of patients in the STRONG study and will not dose any patients in the REACH study until the partial hold is lifted. Avexis is the developer of Solgensma and is now a part of Novartis. Avexis had informed trial investigators of possibly troubling findings that were seen in a small Avexis-initiated preclinical study. Specifically, animal findings showed dorsal root ganglia mononuclear cell inflammation. Sometimes this was accompanied by neuronal cell body degeneration or loss. What this means is that animals given the gene therapy by IT injection showed inflammation in a cluster of sensory nerve cell bodies at the dorsal root of spinal nerves. Inflammation is a sign of an immune system reaction against something viewed as a threat. These sensory nerve cells help to transmit sensory messages of pain and touch. The inflammation was traced to mononuclear cells. These are different types of immune blood cells like T-cells, B-cells, NK-cells, or monocytes. When they're found in tissues at high levels, it can mean inflammation. This can damage nerve cells and lead to their loss. The clinical significance observed in this animal study is not known and was not seen in prior animal studies with AVXS-101. But no reasons for safety concerns have yet to be found. However, they have completed a thorough review of human safety data from all available sources to date, and no adverse effects related to sensory changes have been seen. This is both an intrathecal or IV delivery. Novartis is working with health authorities to address this concern and to determine the next steps for the STRONG study. To date, 32 children have been treated in STRONG, which includes a small number in the high-dose group. In May this year, Novartis made an announcement. This was at the 24th World Muscle Society International Annual Congress in Copenhagen. They said that 31 strong patients had been given a low, middle, or high dose of AVXS-101 via intrathecal injection. Evidence of significant motor gains in 6 of 12 older children ages 2 to 5 were seen as early as one month after treatment. 
IV infusion was used in the pivotal phase one trial for type one infants up to six months old. It was also used in its long-term extension study called START, and this supported Zolgensma's approval. This type of delivery is also being used in the SPRINT Phase 3 trial and in the STRIVE Phase 3 study. Avexis researchers have favored IT infusion as a way of better targeting spinal motor neurons for older SMA patients. This is because the need for high and system-wide levels of SMN protein drops after infancy. The approach of using IV for infants is to try to replicate the biological situation by giving high levels of SMN expression throughout the body. Older patients are being treated with the more targeted IT infusion. This delivers SMN where it's needed most, in the spine. SMA is caused by mutations in the SMN1 gene. This affects the amount of SMN protein that's available to motor neurons. This leads to symptoms of progressive muscle weakness. Zolgensma and AVXS-101 work by bringing a functional copy of SMN1 to motor nerve cells. This increases the levels of SMN protein that's essential to their survival. Avexis and Novartis by extension have the FDA's attention already because of possible data manipulation issues. This led to inaccuracies in its application of Zolgensma to the FDA for approval. Avexis reportedly knew of manipulated data and inaccuracies in early animal tests that were part of their approval request. They did eventually inform the FDA after it was approved in May. However, Zolgensma's quality is not in question, and as of August, this is agreed upon by both the FDA and Novartis. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Rungi. Are you interested in learning more about the latest treatment for spinal muscular atrophy? Visit TreatSMA.com to see how this treatment works, hear about family stories, and learn about the steps to starting treatment. Visit TreatSMA.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Rungi, SMA News Today Forum's moderator and vlogger. I'm binge-watching a series that's got me thinking about SMA. Titled Call the Midwife, the setting is near London in the 1950s. Each episode typically features some kind of complication with either the mother or baby. I'm only on season 3, but so far they've had cases of stillbirth, spina bifida, cystic fibrosis, and SIDS, although they didn't call it that. All those were just in the babies. They also touched on tuberculosis, polio, and referenced a character with cerebral palsy. No mention of spinal muscular atrophy, yet. Of course I had to look it up. SMA was discovered in the 1890s by Guido Verdnig and Johann Hoffmann, if I said that right. Muscle weakness presenting shortly after birth that seemed to run in families were signs leading to the discovery. Scientists Eric Kugelberg and Lisa Relander made the later onset connection a few decades later. I'm curious if SMA will come up in the show I'm watching since it was a known disease back then, or was it so rare it went undiagnosed? A century after the initial discovery, advancements in DNA opened the door to knowledge about SMA. 
including, but not limited to, genetic testing and infant screening. Learning how relatively new genetic testing is raises more questions for me. My mom has done some genealogy and discovered the death of a young child in our family's history. Could it have been SMA? Maybe. There was no genetic testing back then. What about SIDS? Could some cases actually be SMA related? One article I found indicates some cases may be connected. With infant screening, it will be interesting to see if a correlation might arise. Complete speculation on my part. What do you guys think? Who knew a silly show could be so thought-provoking? Have you seen it? If so, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Head on over to smanewstoday.com forums to let me know. Have a great day, everybody. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. All of our podcasts and flash briefings can be found on our website at www.smanewstoday.com. You can also find our podcast and flash briefings on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page as well. I'm Michael Morale, Senior Director of Multi-Channel Content for SMA News Today.